One day, an entire world woke up in a civilization destroyed, with no memory of what brought them to their demise. For 2,000 years, the people rebuilt, from the first communities banding together to fight the monsters in the dark, to bustling technomantic metropolises. Against this backdrop, the ordinary folk played out their extraordinary lives. These are their stories. This is the Chronicles of Styropos. All right, gang, welcome back. How's it going? Hey, we're all here today. We're actually all here. We're not actually here because I'm just looking at your face on a Discord screen. You're looking at my face stuffing itself with garlic bread. It looks like good garlic bread. Fucking good garlic bread. I fucking love garlic bread, in fairness. Like, I could talk about garlic bread for quite a long time. It's an excellent food. Well, you got 90 seconds to talk about garlic bread, Simon. Mate, it goes with everything, right? That's the first thing to say about garlic bread. There is never an occasion where you're like, would this situation be improved by garlic bread? Answer is always yes. So, you know, just just saying, it's got a lot to offer. Simon, you remember the bit where I can't have, like, wheat and stuff? Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah but you can have garlic, you can have, um, not garlic-free bread, wouldn't be very good. You can have gluten-free garlic bread, yeah. I'm also now racking my brain for any situation I can think of that wouldn't be improved by garlic bread, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up blank, I'm drawing a blank here. Anything where you, where, anything where it's really important to have good-smelling bread. Swimming pool. Mate, re- relaxing by the pool with garlic bread would be good. Like, let's be honest. Oh, if you were actually a vampire. Fair, but not really a problem other than for your next D&D character. Hey! hey. <laughs> for people listening in at home, that is a glimpse behind the curtain for Alex's next D&D character. It's a teaser for the next chapter. Yeah. Um, other other places that wouldn't be improved by garlic bread. Well, Serena said somewhere where it's important to have good breath. But frankly, if I'm on, you know, a date and someone doesn't want my breath smelling like garlic, then I don't want to be with them. The thing is as well, that's only a problem if you don't both smell of garlic bread. Or or just always carry like Tic Tacs in your pocket. Oh, no, nah, not with the amount of garlic bread Simon eats. It'll be coming out of this <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended, but it's also true. So fair enough. This is the weirdest introduction we've done ever, I'd say. But uh... This isn't the fifth one, so you know, we've got room <laughs> okay, to Okay, this is the weirdest that we've done so far. <laughs> I'll probably accept that. Fantastic. All right, you know what, guys? Um, I'm going to say that, that I've, I've had enough of talking to you. So uh, I'm going to hit that big old recap button. What's the music, Alex? Can you sing us in? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that you actually have like a big red button labeled recap that you're just like, yep. I wrote the damn music and I can't even remember how it goes. Shit, how does that music go? Oh, wait, no, no, no. I remember it goes like this. You recognize this as Reuven Anastasia. Who are you looking for? You haven't seen any, uh, any elf women hanging around here, have you? But she is currently on the other side of that wall, if that helps. You've gotta, you've, you've gotta get her out of there. Her, her dad, he's gone mad. If you want Kay to be happy, you need to help us. Oh, hello. I, um, was told there was some blacksmithery you are doing. I think it was the, um... Bavrin. Please, Mr. Drudd, do follow me. And he leads you upstairs into Bavrin's room. I'll help her. I'll help her if I have to, but I need to know how to help her. You will go up to the gods 
and you can say that in the forest nearby there is a wolf and the guards will come running. That gets the guards away from the gate, allows us to get inside the compound, see what we can do to help. In the room there's Barbie and two others. And the butler says, well, ladies, I'm certain we can find you somewhere more comfortable to sit while the nice gentleman does his work. And they are ushered out of the room and you are alone in your true love's bedroom all by yourself. In that case, I would like to quickly write a message to Barbie. With a five, you hide it real good. You hide it super good. Kalith. Yeah. You have fixed the window to the best of your non-blacksmithing abilities. You have written a letter which says it's Caliph in large letters on the front and details the entire rest of your plan on the back. The second time I've done this. <laughs> Lord. You have then hidden the letter. Badly. And the butler opens the door and gives you sort of eyebrows as in are you finished oh um yes just 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 yes all done and he uh, gestures to you to leave the room great well um yes, i'll uh, enjoy the party tonight he he uh, gives you a nod can i do some kind of check to see whether he's noticed the letter yet yeah give me an insight check also any sign of the um the two girls not yet that's a one. Hot start. <laughs> Hot start, boys. He is giving you quite a stony expression. I leave. <laughs> As you walk down the stairs and make towards the front door, you hear a voice from in the house that says, Um, Drud. Drud. Come, come here. I'm tossing up between just, like trying to ignore it and going um can i take a vote what should i do <laughs> ignore the voice or go with the voice and as you hesitate you can see no no, no of... right in, I'm in hesitating out of character okay in character i make a swift and um, reasonable decision but i need to know what that decision should be i have faith in Kay making the right decision just back yourself i mean if you run you're gonna be sussed out straight away but yeah if you go to it, you have a chance of living a little bit longer. <laughs> it's probably more interesting for the story if I... Uh... Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> okay, so when I hear this voice, I stop and turn towards the voice. Um, uh, hello, who, who can I help? And as you turn around, the door at the end of the hallway swings open. And an imposing orcish man stands at the door. Roll an intelligence check. This can't go worse than last time. I bet it can. Oh, here we go. Just strip it down intelligence. Yep. Uh, if, if it's an ability check, do I get my jack of all trades? Uh, yeah. Then it's a filthy, dirty 20. Oh, filthy. Yeah, this is quite clearly Lord Thunderstone. Yeah, I thought it might be. And he gestures, he says, please, uh, please, Drud, please, take tea with me, my friend. Uh, oh, uh, Lord Thunderstone, please don't let me take any of your time. I just was um, doing some routine repairs. No, 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 I, I insist, please. Uh, very, very well. 
Here's a quick question. How much taller have you made yourself? What's the difference between your illusionary mouth and your real mouth? Oh, well, I, I do have... I am on my character sheet. It does say tall, so I think I think I'm roughly the set. Like maybe my like head is bigger, but I think my mouth is in the same place. Yeah, well, I mean, an orc is about six foot, so you're saying that Caleb is about six foot. Well, like I say, her mouth, like her head, is probably a bit smaller. So there's okay, cool, 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 cool. It's the is the what is the width that's the problem. <laughs> you walk into this very well decorated living room drawing room and you take a seat and you sit down opposite this very regal imposing looking orc man and he doesn't say anything for a moment is there tea you're waiting for the tea so i presume you don't do anything and you know after an awkward stretch of about three minutes can i roll an insight check to try and work out what is going on through this this very scary man's head yes please Ah, here we go. Dice are on my side today. That's a 17. He clearly has a relationship with Drud that you were not prepared for, and he would like to talk to this man about something. Good. This is good. This pleases me greatly. I say, uh, what's on your mind, sir? And as... You say that the uh, the butler comes in with a tray of tea and he puts sort of a cup down in front of you and a cup down in front of Lord Thunderstone. And he says, now, come, come, now, come friend. Um, how is the, how, how goes the business? Oh, you know, it, it goes just fine. Plenty of blacksmithery to be done in, in, the, in the town. All, all good, I suppose. Um, and, and your wife? I just keep chaining insight checks to see whether he's like, he's obviously trying to, or, or maybe he's trying to like slip me up. So can I do another insight check to see if this is a, a, he's like waiting for me to make a mistake? With your last insight check, he seems genuine. Okay. Um, yeah, she's, she's fine. Yes. Uh, very well. Very well. Yes. Yes. Um, good, good. Yes. Good. Uh, and you pass a few minutes in this awkward back and forth of conversation, very stilted. And eventually he uh, puts down his cup of tea gently and says, Come, friend, let us uh, not beat around the bush. It has been far too long since I've seen you. How much longer before we can put this behind us? I find myself planning the funeral of eight of my people, good people, my son included. It makes me long to mend fences. Can I just ask, when I spoke to Drud in the pub, mm. he was very adamant that he wasn't going to be invited to this party and seemed very much like he didn't really have any connection with the Thunderstones. He seemed like he didn't expect to be going to the party, that's for sure. Right. He's not a Thunderstone, you know that much. No, indeed. Omatine and Arnulf, you are currently discussing with Reuven what they can do to help you. You are wearing a variety of interesting hats. The tree that I've been spying from, or if not that tree, another tree, is there one that's in a position where you could chuck yourself over the fence from, you know, with a reasonable acrobatics or athletics check. 
Roll a survival check. Oh, God. No idea what my survival is. Who rolls survival? We had the same conversation in episode two where you were like, I never roll survival. This is survival, right? Trying to work out... Done. 23. Smashed it. Yeah, there's actually a much better tree if you wanted to, like, pole vault over it or, like, backflip into the compound. For sure. So I will uh, say to Ruby, if you're going to distract them, I think I can get in from, from that tree there and hopefully less guards noticing if they're chasing Fenris. Did you say that to Ruby or to Arnie? I mean, we're all basically together at this point. I, I feel like that's going to go very poorly. If you just pole vault straight into the camp, and I don't think there's any way you can actually do a step like that stealthily. Like you're, you're falling from the sky into the middle of the camp. <laughs> they're going to see you and then they're going to kill you. The idea is that most of the guards are going to be chasing Ruby, hopefully. Not Ruby. Fenris. Fenris. And talking to Reuven. Reuven talks to guards, uh, acts as peacemaker, says that they are the one elf that's trying to smooth uh, things over, um, says that Fenris has been spotted, explains, you know, killers nearby, guards charge off to Fenris. Fenris, pretty athletic, pretty healthy healthy wolf, probably going to outrun some, like, orc guards, less people in the camp if we want to sneak in and find Kay. The other option would be is if Reuven is going to go with this kind of I'm the elf playing peacemaker role is whether or not Reuven could just flag their own way in. Mm, possibly, but I feel like that puts them a lot of risk. Um, okay, so we're going with the get the guards out of the camp before you pull well into the camp. Yeah. I think I said I was going to get Fenris to dig me a hole and so I can crawl underneath the fence. If you do that round the side a bit first and then we send Reuven up to the guards... Exactly. You're pretty small. You'll get in. Like, prepare it early, and then yeah. Fenris goes running away so that you can get a head start on chasing. I can give you, like, a bit of a push through the hole if you get stuck before I climb the tree up the <laughs> Yeah. Just, like, take the shaft of my spear and just, like, <laughs> Yeah, dig, dig me out. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do that. Nothing can possibly go wrong. <laughs> Definitely not. This is a foolproof plan made by some fools. It's a fool-induced plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So Omi's going to pole vault over the wall and Arnie's going to crawl under the wall. This is like get turning into a, um, was it, we're, gonna, we're going on a bear hunt? Oh, we can't go <laughs> over it. We can't go under it. We'll have to go through it. This is the most like bonkers and like, this wasn't even, like, we didn't discuss this. This was not part of the original plan. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I don't know. Part of the original plan that there definitely is and that we all agreed to. No, yeah, I was going in to get what info, then we were going to sneak into the party, and then we were going to see whether Barbie wanted... Anyway, but the point was that <laughs> you guys were going to wait for me. Yeah, but you're definitely going to die, and I feel like we're just kind of sitting outside the fence waiting. We just How, how long has Kay been in there, I think? That is relevant. Like, at what point would we start getting worried? She's been in about 20 minutes. Didn't I ask for half an hour to, like do my backsmithery so there might be a bit longer than that okay let's say she's been in about 40 minutes yeah i feel like we're freaking out like i played one round of fetch with fenris and Omi sat in a tree for a bit and we had a chat with riven and we're just like yep time everything's probably failed we might as well go and try something else it was just like leaving one letter behind how long can that really take i'm pretty sure the plan was 
for Kaylith to go in and actually talk to Barbie. And instead, she's written down everything on a letter that's really obvious that anyone can find. I had to work with what I had, all right? <laughs> what, that, that, what you had was like a roll of two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My shit dice rolls. I had to do something. <laughs> I couldn't even buy paper for fuck's sake. <laughs> I think Omi is quite amused by the idea of Kay having to actually do the window fixing, though. <laughs> I didn't actually fix the windows. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like Omatine is just imagining you trying to actually have to do what you said you were there for and laughing. I'll just be like, Fenris, Fenris, come in. I've still got a few more of those nuts that I nicked from the bar last night. Right. Arnie. Hmm? How do you get him to start digging? I just think dig. Smart. That's pretty cool. Right, let's go find a good spot. So uh roll me a perception check to find a good spot. Oh, okay. Me rolling. Arnolf, yeah. Uh, that's a three. Okay. No, no, that was my roll. That was my plus. I got 16. Plus three. That's 19. You find a very good spot. So, do I need to do a strength check on Fenris Dig? I think a nice athletics check on him. Uh, 15. You dig a really nice hole. That's good. It's just Arnolf's size. The dog's going... <laughs> This is a wolf, not a Yeah, he's a, he's a dire wolf. I do like that we just turn in for a little, like, German Shepherd. I think he's just a normal wolf, not a dire wolf. Oh, he's a dire wolf. Is he? Yeah, he's a dire wolf. I mean, statistically, he's a normal wolf. Well, he's just a beast of the land. Well, anyway, he's, he digs a hole like, <laughs> and then he sits back with his, like, eyes slightly crossed and his tongue hanging out like, <laughs> and he looks at Omatine for peanuts. Omi has a regular supply of pub bar snacks on him, so... Like fancy dog biscuits. And Reuven gets out a beret from their pocket and puts it on at a jaunty angle and they say, Okay, let's do this. And they go to talk to the guards. I'm going to eat myself up a tree. Okay, so I reckon you've climbed the tree really effectively once, so I will let you climb the tree for free, because you're going to do me a lovely acrobatics check to backflip over it. Hey, what's falling damage again? Plenty. You can see that Reuven is talking to the guards, and they are gesticulating very madly, um, and they're kind of flipping their hair over their shoulder, and they're pointing at the woods where Fenris recently ran. Um, Arnie is, by the way, going to, like, half crawl into this through this hole just so that his head is like he can see out but he's not like fully visible from the hole he's still very much in the hole um but otherwise he can't see anything that's going on in the camp because he's too short and with the 19 reuven very much convinces these guards to abandon post and run into the forest and you can see the guards sprinting off and Reuven waves at you and gesticulates. And Omatine, what did you roll for your acrobatics check? Uh, it was an 18. 18. You backflip off the tree. You land in a forward roll. And it's just beautiful. Olympic level. Good Smash stuff. Um, Arnolf, can you roll me a stealth check as you try and wiggle through this hole? Do I need to be stealthy? Because, like... They're already through. There are other people around the local area, so it'll be a low DC. All right, but I still have a disadvantage. But I get a plus two. All right, here we go. First roll. That's a 19. Starting strong. 
We'll see what the second one is. Please don't be a nat one. It's an eight. So I got a ten. Ten. I would say that because the guards have gone, a ten would meets it, beats it. Oh, sweet. And you wiggle through the hole and the two of you are standing the other side of the fence. What do you do? What do we see? There are a variety of two-story houses dotted around and there is one larger house, three stories that you can assume belongs to the Thunderstones. Have I disguised my gingerness in any way? No. (laughs) Do we have any more hats? (laughs) Yeah, I, he's got long hair, but if he can, he can like tuck it under the hat, then he appears less bit less ginger, and he'll rub some more dirt. I mean, I did just crawl through a hole, so I'm probably very muddy. So just rub a little bit more mud in the beard. Okay, I'll say that you you look like a muddy gnome, which still, considering there was nothing other than orcs in here last time, is gonna look a little out of place. Mm, orcs are green, aren't they? Greyish green. Can I get like a bit of a? smear of mud on the face with some grass thrown in to like get a bit of a grass stain going on on my face to make me a bit a little bit greenish you can you certainly can whether it'll help or not is anyone's <laughs> guess <laughs> well i'm gonna give it a go and see if at like first glance i can vaguely pass for an orc child okay well will you and omatine paint you up and mm-hmm. we'll see how that disguise goes down if you bump into anyone i'm confident it'll be fine well, I can't really do much sneaking, you see, so... All right, we go towards the big house. Okay. Is that good with Obi? Is there a way of, like, sneaking to the big house through, like, side streets, shadows of the smaller houses, that kind of thing? Roll A. Stealth check. Both of us? Let's make it a group stealth check, so yes. Oh. Sixteen. Oh, my first roll was a four. An eleven, but I got four. So, four plus two, six. Nice, saucy eleven as an average. So you're sneaking through, and you're kind of trying to take the back streets. You're trying to, like, do that thing where you hide behind trees, and, like, you duck under bushes. And just as you, like, duck under a bush and crawl across, you hear a voice behind you going, Hey! Who are you? What are you doing? Why are you hiding? Hello. Hi. Who are you? Who are you? I asked first. I live here, silly. What are you doing here? Who are you? Playing a game. What what game are you playing? Hide and seek. Oh, are you winning? We were, but if you you give us away, then we're going to lose. But you don't live here. Why are you playing hide and seek here? Who are you playing with? Well, that's the genius. If we hide here, no one's going to find us, are they? Because we don't live here, so they wouldn't look here. So as you turn around, you are talking to a small orc child. She looks to be about six in human years, so she's probably four in orc years. She says, I like hide and seek. Who are you playing hide and seek with? You don't know them. Okay. Who? Uh, They live outside of here. Then why are you hiding in here? That sounds like it's against the rules. No, but that's the genius. As my friend said, no one will ever look for us here. Uh, roll a performance check or a deception check. I can only roll. One of you can roll it and the other one can use the help action. Oh, I'll do that. Cool. So, Omi, you can roll at advantage. Performance or deception or do I get to choose? You can pick one. I'm better at performance, but even at advantage, that's a six. And you can sort of see her cross her arms and say, 
I think you're being silly. I don't think this is true. Why are you here? I think I should tell my mummy. Oh, you definitely don't want to do that. Why should I not do that? You're going to get in trouble. You'll ruin the surprise. Why would I get in trouble? You're not supposed to be here. We are, but it's supposed to be a surprise. You're not supposed to know about it. Well, if you won't tell me why, I'm going to... I will scream for my mummy. I don't think you're supposed to be here. Can I just, like, pull out one of those little dog biscuits? And be like, here, here, girl. <laughs> no, hit her around the head with your axe. No, it's a child. My mummy said there were some bad people around at the moment. Oh, we're not bad. And my cousin died yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Do you know about that? No, we hadn't heard about this. Roll a deception check over time. There's my fucking dice roll. Minus one, 18. Oh, my cousin died. I didn't want him to die. I'm sorry, that, that's really, really sad. I, I, I will kneel down in, in front of the, the child and just be like, I'm sorry, that's so sad. Would, would you like a hug? Would that make you feel better? I'm going to give her a wisdom check. No, I don't want to hug you. I don't think you're supposed to be here. I'm sorry. And she she turns uh, to start running towards the houses. Can I hit her with my quarterstaff? Okay, roll to hit. Very much non-lethal. I do not want to do lethal damage on this child. <laughs> roll to hit. I feel so terrible. <laughs> that is a dirty 20. You hit the six-year-old. What is the six-year-old's armor class? <laughs> I'm using commoner stats, don't worry. Roll to hurt. 1d8, here we go. Uh, 1d8 plus 4. That's a 5 plus a 4, that's a 9. You knock the child unconscious. You swing the quarterstaff and it goes thunk against her head and she collapses to the ground. Oh god, I feel like Arnie right now is just gonna have like, he's just he's just gonna have a mini existential crisis right now, because he doesn't like hurting people other than people. Are we the body? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I think we might be to be honest. <laughs> uh, Omi's just gonna grab Arnie and be like, "We don't have time. We'll deal with this later. Come on!" And basically just start yeeting out of whatever whatever alleyway we're in, and just be like, "Let's go a different way. Come on." Well, it's not so much alleyways as houses in a wooded area, so you're just leaving the kid's unconscious body in the middle of the floor. Is there anything we can hide it behind? Roll A. Perception check. Uh, 15. You can stash this kid's body in some bushes. Can we, like, choose not to do that, please? Can we, can we do something else? Like, like what? Um, what else are we going to do with this kid? And put her in bed or something so she looks like she's napping. <laughs> They're gonna find out when she wakes up and she's like, hey, a random dirty gnome, bash me in the bed. <laughs> there was a dirty gnome and a blue elf wearing a hat. <laughs> and they offered me a hug and then whacked me in the head. <laughs> oh no. Guys, this is ruining our plan to break to like sneak into the uh, the compound later because they're gonna be like, hang on a minute, dirty gnome elf, <laughs> you were around here earlier beating up our children. At this point, I think Arnie is so traumatized by this and what he's become that he's really tempted to just like swear off this whole thing and just go. 
<laughs> Go with his wolf to live in the wild. Again, suddenly there's only two players in this campaign. <laughs> can, we, can we please put this child in a bed or something? Like, like she needs to have somewhere comfortable. I'm not stashing her in the bushes. Is there anywhere that she might have been, like, sleeping outside? I don't know, like, a bit of open space she might have been, like, sunbathing in or something? Roll a... another perception check. Uh, one bed at 16. Okay, there's a little, like, children's playground area with some swings and a climbing frame. And you could probably, like, place her with her limbs askew under the climbing frame as though she'd fallen off of it. That'd work. Mm. Or do you think we could, like, rest her on the swing if we, like, kind of wrapped her arm around it in the right way? I don't really want to put her in the swing just in case she falls out when she's unconscious and gets more damage than my quarter stuff did to her. Yeah, she might actually die. All right, fine. Under the climbing frame. Under the climbing frame. Under the climbing frame. Because also then people will think she like fell and knocked her head when she fell and that's why she passed out. And then even if she says something about like, there was a weird little dirty person, like at least they might think, oh, she's knocked her head. She's a bit, she's seeing stuff. I think we put her under the climbing frame very carefully. You gently move the unconscious child to underneath the climbing frame. <laughs> Fucking life choices led us to this, Jesus. Dear listeners, if only you could see the faces that Simon and Serena are currently pulling as they reevaluate their life choices. I feel like I need to do a end of season two Buffy and just like leave for LA to go process this trauma I think you probably need to do 16 Hail Marys (laughs) maybe okay Kalith oh yeah you're playing as well (laughs) I am I'm in a sticky situation the man sitting opposite you has a real gravity to him he is a very solemn man and he has put his elbows on his knees and he is leaning forward and he is asking to mend fences with you what do you do mend fences like you mended that window <laughs> i've all this, had all this time to think and um, <laughs> uh, well, um lord thunderstone you know i'm a man who mends things i'm more than amenable to mending fences but um oh yeah i don't don't worry yourself too much over little old me. I am... Um, um... Okay, so what we're going to do here is we're going to do a one-on-one skill challenge. Um, and you are going to need four successes versus three failures. But we'll go quite quickly. So you are currently trying to impersonate Drud, mm-hmm. and uh, you are trying to pretend you know what's going on, so give me a... Di- mm-hmm. uh, I, I presume you would like to use a deception check. Performance is a better skill. You are lying, though. I am, and I need to set out to my performance for, for later. Uh, I am lying. But I am running at advantage because I am impersonating somebody else. Well, that's nice. That is more than 20. That's, uh, yeah, 25. And he says, Well, be that as it may. We regret deeply what Krav did to you and your family. Do I, as Caleth, know anything? If I've lived in this town, near this town, and been in around this town as a performer for a while, have I heard of anything about Krav? Does that 
trigger any memories. Okay, so here you're going to do me an uh, a history check. That's a uh, that's a four. Not not a sausage. Uh, um, yeah, well, I, I suppose it was most um, regrettable, but but really, my lord, it was um, very it was it was it, water under the bridge, you know. Um, I wouldn't worry. And you can see him looking at you very, very intensely. So you you spoke of mending fences. What what, what precisely do you mean by mending fences? I I mean for you to return to your place, to return to to the compound, to to live with with your family again, my my friend. And just pretend that nothing happened, sort of thing. Okay, performance check. I'm going to say on this one at disadvantage because you don't know what Krav did. True, but I am pretending to be somebody else, so it's an advantage that they cancel each other out. All fine. Oh, that there we go. That's a twenty-three. Okay. As you're doing this, the the butler walks in, the man from before, and he walks over to uh, Lord Thunderstone, and he whispers something to him. If only I had that feat that would allow me to um, <laughs> read lips. <laughs> I don't have all the feats. And he stands back up. Do I notice any reaction in Lord Thunderstone or anything? Roll an insight check. That was a bad idea. I only got a plus one. Eleven. You notice that he sits up a little straighter in his seat. And I will say you are two and two for successes and failures yeah, currently. This is stressful. Let's hold there for a second. What? Come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Arnolf and Omatine, what are you doing? Well, we have uh, just stashed a child under, under a climbing frame. I think we're just carry on now towards the, the big house. Okay, roll me a perception check, please, both of you. What will a 12 do for me? 23. Ooh. Omatine, there are kennels hanging around this area as previously discovered by Caleb. I was kind of hoping the dogs would also be part of the Chase the Fen- Fenris vibe. Oh. No. Cool. Apparently not. Bang. So what are you going to do? Are you going to tell Arnie? Because <laughs> Arnie sees nothing. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would bet. in shock and horror at his... Arnie! Arnie! Wake up! Kennels! Huh? Huh? Kennels! How are we going to get past the dogs? Can we get Fenris to double back in here? The scent of a wolf near the dogs? That would freak him out. But surely we don't want them to freak out because we don't want people to realise there's something wrong in the compound. But then they just Fenris and... No, yeah, you're right, that's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Maybe we try and placate them with food. I do have some rations on me. And I have some little Fenris biscuits. Whenever he's being grumpy, I like to give him... Give him a biscuit and then he uh, settles right down. 
that, that's a good idea. You're good with animals. I mean, wolf and a dog is basically the same thing. If anything, the dog should be less bitey than Fenris. Well, it depends on how they've been bred. True, but like, Fenris is like, oh, just go with the dog biscuits. I, I do hate to point it out, but don't you have animal friendship as a spell? I do have animal friendship, but I don't really understand how the spells work. Well, we, we can explain it and talk it through. <laughs> That's not a reason to not use your spells. True, very true. I think you just make friends with an animal. I mean, it's in the name. Um, it must see and hear you. Oh, dear. If its intelligence is four or higher, the spell fails. Do we know what the dogs are? Mastiffs, so I believe that their intelligence is... Roll a nature check and see whether you can work out how smart mastiffs are. Okay, nature. That's plus two. Eleven. They're not super smart. Okay. Uh, I think we risk it then. Risk it for a dog biscuit. I think combination of the spell and the biscuit. Like, the two will, two will go together. It'll be fun. Yeah. I feel like you need some kind of um, like celebration for your first ever spell. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, okay, so they make a wisdom saving throw. And they get a two, which with their plus one wisdom is a three. Are they charmed by you? Yes. You have charmed the doggies. Arnie, Arnie goes up to the dogs. And does like the the toothless thing, you know, from from the tra- training dragon film. What's it called? How to Train Your Dragon. And he does like puts a hand out and kind of turns away. And then he do- he has like a little sleight of hand going on. So he's got some like treats up his sleeve, literally. And he just goes like and and flips his hand around. And then there are treats there. And the dogs go like, ooh, yummy, yummy, and eat the treats. And then he gives them a little on the chin and behind the ear. And they they roll over on their belly on the back. Of belly rub and they're very cute <laughs> and they've got their feet up in the air and their little tails are going like oh boy 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 and then like three more come out and they're all like oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy and they do like the whole body tail wag <laughs> thing and they like get so up and close and personal to you that they basically like knock you over because they're so excited to see you and Ani is just loving it he's just like rolling in the mud with these dogs and it's the cutest thing yeah, and the dogs happily let you walk past. In fact, they kind of follow you for a little bit, like snacks, snacks, snacks. <laughs> Anybody got a snack? Snack? Um, before they happily head back to their kennels, but you can probably guess that they're charmed by you for the next 24 hours. So you may not have to worry super much about getting past them. What are you doing now? You're heading up to the big house. The big house, yeah. And we're going to go, are there any like, Rose bushes or anything kind of nice, low shrubbery outside I mean, windows. It's Shakespeare. You've got to hide in a bush at some point, right? Exactly. <laughs> there is absolutely some rose bushes out the nice low windows. Fantastic. They happen to be like, you know, helpfully situated just below the balcony by any chance. Or just blow an open window into the drawing room. Exactly. The window has to be open. There is an absolutely a Shakespeareanly open window into the drawing room. You can hear how badly this conversation is going. We're doing a little Samwise Ganji then and hiding in the bushes underneath the window. Okay, give me a group stealth check. Disadvantage stealth checks. Clang! Oh god, that was a two. That was eleven. Alright, at least it didn't get worse. Uh, So four. Thirteen. 